Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Zen Up, a podcast produced by Sunbury Press's BookSpeak Network. And you are on episode 15. I am your host, Susan Kiskis. In the show, we bring two worlds together, wellness and spirituality. From yoga to Buddhism, healthy eating to turning dreams into reality, listeners will find themselves on a journey into their own virtual spiritual pilgrimage. If you want to continue the conversation after the show, visit my Facebook page, Yogic Living with Susan, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at susankiskis.com. My guest today is Venerable Bhante Sujata. With a single robe and some leftover food, Bhante left his home country of Sri Lanka as a young monk and eventually found his way to America. Bhante, known as the Loving Kindness Monk, is the abbot and spiritual director of the Blue Lotus Temple in Chicago, along with other temples across the U.S. He leads meditations and Dhamma talks across the globe. In addition to his kindness and his guidance, he brings with him his humanitarian work from incubators for hospitals to clean water for villages, and most recently oversaw the refitting of five hospitals with significant need. It is because of his dedication that in 2013, he was awarded the highest honor within his lineage, being named the Chief Sangha Nayaka of North America. His book, Sitting on the Toolbox, Buddha's Wisdom for a Joyful Life, just released yesterday. Bonte, welcome to Zen Up. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. May you be well, happy, and peaceful. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I, I know this is a very <laughs> busy time of year for you. We were just talking about you have a very full temple right now with all of the, right. the monks in, and you just released a book. Um, so let's yes. start with your, your new book. This is wonderful. It just released yesterday. Yeah, actually, <clears throat> sorry, this is my third book, and so it's called The Sitting on the Toolbox, uh, because this is a very um, daily uh, teaching, you know, so it's related to people everyday life. Uh, there are mm-hmm. lots of wisdom in this book. Uh, no need to practice uh, Buddhism to read this book. It is not a Buddhist book. Uh, the category of my book is Practicing Mindfulness for Daily Life. Explain to people who maybe aren't as familiar with meditation <clears throat> practice what mindfulness means. <clears throat> okay. First, we have to understand the word, Susan, about meditation. So the word meditation is a very popular uh, subject here in this country. Everybody wants to meditate. Everybody very excited about it. Uh, but many people who want to meditate, uh, when they come to me, uh, they always telling me, oh, I want to meditate. Then I'm asking, what do you mean? Then people say, I want to learn how to relax. Actually, that's not the meditation. So, But meditation and relaxation is totally two different things. So my point is, if you can relax your body and mind, definitely you can do meditation. So just doing relaxation, it is not meditation. So the benefit of relaxation is temporary. In that moment, you feel good. But after you go to your everyday life, you are the same person. So that means first time we have to relax your body and mind. Then we have to sit down and meditate. So meditation means 
not sitting in a one place and pointing your mind in one thing that's not meditation too meditation means cultivation of your mind mental culture developing the mind with loving kindness with compassion acceptance letting go detachment if we are cultivating those uh, qualities in our mind practicing meditation that is what we call true meditation practice. Mm. And through that, uh, I'm actually <clears throat> taking a look at your book um, that you wrote with uh, Tyler Luke. It's Empty, Empty, Happy, Happy. Mm. And I mm. absolutely love, I love this one. I have like bookmarked areas that I can go over with even um, some people in, that I teach in my classes. And you have one section mm-hmm. here. So Tyler, for those of you listening, if you haven't read the book yet, it's wonderful. Tyler compiled all of these talks that Bonte Sujata did. And he actually also, in here at Bonte, you say that, quote, people think meditation is the only way to gain wisdom and happiness, but not there, but mm-hmm. it is not. There are three ways to gain wisdom and happiness. And you go on to also mm-hmm. talking about, in addition to meditation, listening and thinking. And that mm-hmm. goes along with what you're talking about with cultivating the mind. Yes? Right, right, exactly. So, the, you know, the, we can gain the wisdom in three ways. One, you know, the, actually, is a, through meditation, go the three different directions. One is listening and gaining wisdom. You have to listen mindfully. Because when, now look at our life experience. When we are not listening to ourselves and others, we always, we are in trouble. And so that means listening to your own mind and heart and listening to other people, being in the middle, you can gain lots of wisdom. Then we have to talk about how we are going to listen, the way to listen. So we have to listen being in the middle, uh, not based on our conditioned mind, whatever we already know. Uh, so when we are listening, being in the middle, uh, just leave all our conditioned mind away, having an open mind, then we have to listen, then we can gain some wisdom from your own mind and from the other people's experiences. The second one is um, thinking and gaining wisdom. Now think about, because we are getting into the trouble because of our thoughts. You know, the, you know the, when we have one thought, we are keep thinking, we keep thinking, keep thinking. We are making stories and because of our judgment and about ourselves and others. So when we are thinking right, we call the thinking mindfully, uh, being aware about our thoughts, so then we can gain wisdom. Okay. So the last yeah. one, can I go ahead and do the last oh, one? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the last one is sitting down and practicing and gaining wisdom. So that's what we call the, you know, the another way to gain wisdom. Sit down, cross leg, and, you know, the focus and focus on the breath and then calming down ourselves and understanding things. That's another way to gain the wisdom. Those are the three ways to get the wisdom. But usually people sit down and do all the time that meditation, but other two parts, people are not focusing that much. That's my experience with that. And so it's a constant practice. It sounds like something that you need to do in your daily life all the time because listening and yes. thinking are things we do all the time. Time, exactly. And also and other misunderstanding, people think I'm meditating now then people go and live their life. No, mm. that's wrong. Meditation and life is one thing, not two different things. So, uh, life, so meditation... you know, living is, 
yeah living and meditation is same thing but only missing part is we don't have awareness for our living our life so meditation practice the way that we look at in the west meditation practice the art of sitting down becoming mindful right, of our breath exactly. you know a tool. because many yeah many many people think you know the meditation is another job to do it is not <laughs> it is not another job to do so if you do i i'm always asking my students don't do it it nothing to do there just being where you are only thing is you are holding the mirror what is the mirror mirror of mindfulness you are holding in front of you but only problem is always you keep down the mirror in life because there's no mirror in front of you to see and reflect mhm so you have to hold the mirror in front of your face that is the meditation that is the practice that's your life there and that's scary for most people right yeah and I, i think that comes from where you're talking about the listening and the thinking um you know become part of the practice because mm-hmm. i think that when people are sitting and then they have that reflection that mirror looking at them sometimes people have a mm-hmm. difficult time sitting with their <laughs> past behavior or their thoughts or their actions and it becomes uh-huh. a challenge and so I'm curious as to for people that avoid sitting um or actively listening and consciously thinking because of mm-hmm. they're afraid of how they feel about themselves what tools right. does the loving kindness offer people the loving kindness i think there's another whole uh, misconception about loving kindness so people loving kindness and compassion people always mis- misinterpret because the word loving kindness and compassion always go parallel like together <clears throat> but there is a big <clears throat> excuse me there there is a big difference uh, loving kindness and compassion so uh, because when you talk about the loving kindness especially being in america my experience that means going and helping other people lovingly and uh, you know that's what people think loving kindness is going outward i really believe there's a whole misguided you know the information there so real loving kindness is not something going outward it is go inward that means we all have to learn how to love ourselves before we love other people so mm. you are the number one person to focus on you know now modern world we say put your oxygen mask first before you assist other person when before we take off right and so mm-hmm. that's what exactly buddha was teaching like 2600 years ago uh, put your oxygen mask first before you assist other person love yourself before love other people so after you know how to love your practice loving kindness towards yourself no need to even think about other people that's the result of your loving kindness practice feel for other when doing something for other people that's a result of your own practice that is loving kindness make sense it does make absolute sense i you know and i think right. about um when my mothers are raising their children you know they're always right. told by people they need to take time to take care of themselves because if they're exhausted they won't be able to take care of their right. children as, as yeah. well be pay attention yeah. as much and it's the same thing how do right. you go out and give all of yourself away if you're not replenishing right exactly so then what happens then you are your heart is going outward then compassion will come mm. then co- compassion will come 
compassion is feel for you know feel for other people's pain and difficulty whatever they are going through in their life okay you can feel them you know so but when you feel them real compassion is you have to tell yourself how i am going to help you without hurting to myself that is the real compassion most of people feel for other people but they hurt themselves before they help other people so mm-hmm. now every day in my life you know the, most of my hours i'm sitting in front of people and listen to their problems now think right. about my my life end of the day it was terrible you know many years ago i took everything into my life and so one one morning i woke up with realization what i'm i'm doing is not possible and so the way i'm doing this is not right so one day i realized i'm going to help people but without hurting to myself so now mm-hmm. i have energy and time i am so compassionate for their problems and i'm very sensitive to them but i'm not taking them in so that is the true compassion and i remember hearing you speak last time you were um in pennsylvania and you were actually talking mm-hmm. about this concept of compassion and what it is and what it is not and um, right. i know for me personally it really resonated because i think many of us look at compassion as it, we know we need to bend over backwards to make someone be in a, what we consider a happy space even if that means sacrificing mm-hmm. ourselves as opposed to mm-hmm. actively listening and not mm-hmm. reacting and not sacrificing ourselves for someone else's like happiness. So I, I remember trying right. to remember the specifically the example you were giving, but if someone's crying about something, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you do not propagate the, you know, by saying, Oh yeah, your life is horrible. It's just listening and letting them feel, mm-hmm. letting them just say what they need to say, but not, you don't have right. to participate in that. So, right. so I, yeah, I appreciate the, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, people now come to me, with lots of emotion and crying but i'm so i'm standing and sitting in front of them uh being tall you know i'm very aware and awake myself and with deep compassion i'm listening to them uh but i'm not taking them into my life um mm-hmm. so then i feel they get the benefit from it too tremendously mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, cuz you're able to be to hold the space and to be the strength at that moment. Right. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I feel whatever I do it is useless. Because end of the day after I'm helping hundred of people, if I feel hurt, what's the point? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and so in your new book sitting on the toolbox, uh Buddha's wisdom for joyful life. Uh what is what is uh-huh. the toolbox? What are we sitting on? I want to know. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's uh, we were always asking why you put that title. Um I because love the title. Of the, <laughs> right, exactly. And why I say that title put at the title to me new book and toolbox is a wonderful it's like a treasure. Right? Mm-hmm. We have a treasure with lots of tools. When you born into this world, we came with that whole toolbox. but being mm-hmm. distracted in being and living in this world we don't know anymore we have toolbox but we have toolbox okay but we are mm-hmm. sitting on it so when we are sitting on it you know sitting on the toolbox but we are looking for the tools where is my tools you know who is <laughs> going to help me where is the box you know there was the toolbox where is that but they are just sitting on it 
so it is right there that's what i'm telling it's right there only thing you have to see you are sitting on it just stand up and get up and open the toolbox find the tools what you you have it so we we have that treasure with us that's what i'm trying to telling people <laughs> <laughs> So part of that goes back to once again listening, but this time it's internal listening. Right, exactly. That's very important. That internal listening. We all have, even myself. I'm listening to myself all the time. What is my heart telling me? So, Bonte, I want to talk a little bit about the wonderful um, humanitarian work that you do. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, okay. I think, one of the things. You know, it's in the West, it's very, um, I don't know, it's, it's very hip to be hanging out with a monk. <laughs> and, so, well, and I'm sure that when you go, you know, around, around the world, you're, you know, it's very exciting that there's a Buddhist monk talking and you're very, you're very approachable and very down to earth. And, um, oh, and so I you. think that people, yeah, are very drawn to that. But when they start to learn more about you, I think that what uh-huh. um, many of us find is that you are so genuine. You don't um, uh-huh. say things and just leave them. You actually take like what we're talking about and um, uh-huh. you take your life and you put it into action. And I know that one I, of the projects that is so dear to you, you and I've talked about that mm-hmm. is the uh, incubator project. Can you talk a little bit yeah, about that? Susan. Yeah, because a long time ago, um, I think uh, maybe 16 years ago, I was visiting my country. Uh, I'm always doing healing work uh, and blessing for the people. I have invited to go to a hospital uh, to do a blessing for the pregnant women. Uh, so I went to that, you know, the ward, the hospital room. There were like 100, you know, like 100 of women uh, laying on the beds and some are on the floors. Um, you know, they are, you know, waiting for the delivery of the baby. Um, so that moment, being in America, having comfort we all have here, I felt so sad about these mothers, and they don't have that much uh, comfort, but they are smiling, they look happy. After do the blessing, I asked the doctor, you know, doctor, I feel bad because they don't have enough beds. Is there anything I can do to help them? And then doctor said, it's okay, no problem, they are okay without that. And so... How about, uh, could you please help us to buy incubator? Mm-hmm. I don't know that time what is incubator is. And mm-hmm. so then I asked him, what is that? Then he said, oh, okay, I will show you a little old machine we have. So he took me to a little room and he said, this is what we call the incubator. We put the baby in, you know, in like a premature. Um, I call it toaster oven anyway now. <laughs> and go <laughs> It's almost like a tossdown kind of feeling for me. Then <laughs> I, I came back to the country and so I purchased my first incubator 16 years ago and donated to them. So then I heard so many stories from the nurses, how many lives you saved and all those stories. Then it's become an annual habit and ritual. Then every year I was trying to donate one incubator. Some years I donated a few. Now uh, within 16 years I donated... 22 incubators wow. and so yeah many years but lots of work to do then what i did i was listening to those pregnant women as a man i cannot understand that whole physical thing but uh, that whole emotional thing they are going through physically and emotionally that time i felt it 
because then I was thinking about my mother giving birth me to the world, how she felt. Then I realized these beautiful ladies are very important part in our life because I call them little Buddhas, you know, and also mm-hmm. they are giving little Buddhas to the world. Then I thought, I realized, you know, they need lots of emotional support during this time because their physical changes, bodies changing, all those things happening emotionally and physically. Then um, I thought I want to help them, you know, emotionally. So then I started to do a retreat every year with these pregnant mothers. Now, uh, last uh, six, seven years, I'm doing a retreat annually, uh, you know, the Go Together Incubator Project. And 300 pregnant mothers come to my home temple in Sri Lanka. We are doing this uh, five-hour meditation retreat. I'm teaching them to these pregnant women how to practice mindfulness and loving kindness, you know, the uh, rubbing the, the belly and practicing loving kindness for the baby. Because I truly believe if one mother going wrong, whole world is going wrong. If mothers are doing well in this world, you know, they are doing the right job and giving these beautiful babies in the right direction and go to the right place in this world, then we have less problems in this world. So that's why I'm trying to protect the mothers while they are pregnant because that's the time we can give wisdom to our next generation. So we have to do it right in the beginning. Actually, my work really last many years went very well, doctors and nurses, Every time they are telling me, every time when you come and do the blessing for these pregnant mothers, that night, whole world is sleeping well. Mothers wow. are sleeping well. You know, they said it's amazing things to see, how it's affecting to them emotionally. So, you know, then I'm doing every year that uh, mother's uh, pregnant mother meditation retreat. Each mother get a care package, their basic uh, need for the delivery time nappies, pacifiers, bottles, and, you know, little things, like a little basket. It costs like $25 for each mother. Then I'm donating the incubator. But next year, I have a big goal to reach. And last year, after last year program, uh, you know, the, the hospital requested, could you please help us to buy an ultrasound machine for these pregnant mothers? Oh, it is wow. very expensive machine. Yes, very expensive machine. But I didn't have any money that time. Then I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I know more than the money, I'm believing the power of loving kindness, okay? So I know people are going to support me. So now I initiated raising the funds, and I did some. And so now my goal, next July, I'm going to donate this ultrasound machine. Anybody wants to go to Sri Lanka with me to do that, always welcome. We are taking 10 people. Then we go around the country and see the country and see the temples and you know, do the project. And so, and also the very interesting thing, you know, the group of my uh, friends from, uh, you know, the Phoenix, they made the Choose Loving Kindness t-shirt for the, you know, the, the cell. People mm-hmm. love those t-shirts, you know, Choose Loving Kindness. Everybody can wear it like hoodies and that's great. You know, we are keep working on the project, you know, for 2019. So thank you so much. That is, I just, I love that. So um, if you're interested in donating um, to this project, if you go to bantesujata.org, that's B-H-A-N-T-E-S-U-J-A-T-H-A.org. There's at the bottom of the page a donate button so that you can donate to the ultrasound machine um, for, uh, for this 2019 project. And Bonte, on your love, and I, I love the fact that your social work on your website even is called Love in Action. 
You know, yeah. that's everything you just yeah. said is all about that. It's about the love that the love and kindness you are showing and practicing with this community, these women, but then also instilling these women with the tools, as you said, to, to bring into the world, these children that they can just spend the time just to love and not have to, to worry about right. some of the basics that they need. Right. Um, exactly. So what I realized too, so, you know, sometimes people are always talking about this love, love, love. You know, love is just a sound until we put it into the practice. <laughs> There's no meaning into that. And also, I'm always teaching to people, everyday people call, you know, this word love. It's a big word in this English, you know, the America. Oh, I love you. I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my boyfriend. Uh, I love my dog. I love ice cream, right? People use for, <laughs> just love for everything because I was so confused in the beginning of my life here. So people use the word love for everything. Now I deeply uh, understand when people use the word love, it's not deep love, it's like. I like it. I like ice cream. I I like everything. Like and, uh, you know, the loving kindness and love and loving kindness is a big difference for me. Love, people use everyday life, it is not a quality. I call it is weak human emotion. It is a emotion but it is weak so that's mm-hmm. why because of that word people get into the trouble and emotionally why it is so emotional emotional means people have lots of expectation around that word for the love loving kindness is not an emotion it is a quality when we have that quality then we just do it you know the being example and by action and but we don't have that much expectation around it. Only intention we have with loving kindness to helping the world. So that's why I'm always telling this is the most dangerous word. The word is love. Now people call me Bhante. I love you. I said <laughs> me too, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what I said. And my reply is me too because I'm always putting myself that attention because we have to be very careful with this word love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. And Bonte, I, um, I see that you're going to be, uh, so Bonte is currently in Chicago right now, and you're going to be in Florida yes. at the end of the month? Yeah, yeah. actually, tomorrow early morning, I'm leaving to Florida. Then we, I have a couple of workshops. Then I have a little break during the Christmas few days. Then I have to come back 27. Then again, I'm traveling January, you know, out of country and a few other places. I have lots so, of traveling coming yeah, I'm coming our... to Pennsylvania too. Yeah, I'm coming to Pennsylvania in March. In March, and then for those international yeah. listeners, um, are you? Can you list for January and February some of the countries that you're going to be in? Yeah, because I'm going to uh, uh, January. I'm going to Sri Lanka and few trips around the country, and uh, the February also. I'm in Las Vegas and few other places. And April, I have a big trip to Greece. I'm going to uh, retreat in the Greece. And also, next big trip to Sri Lanka is a summer. I uh, know, next big trip to Europe in uh, end of May. Uh, then whole June, I will be in most of June. I will be in European countries. Uh, then I have a trip to Dubai. After that, I will be teaching in Dubai. Then after Dubai, I go to Sri Lanka for the project. And people travel in Sri Lanka. Then I do a couple of retreats there. Uh, so. Uh, then after I come back, then I have a trip to uh, Japan. Uh, it's called the Hiroshima retreat, and people mm-hmm. traveling with me to Hiroshima for you know uh, for the retreat. So those are the big trips that are coming um, next and, year. 
And so if you're interested in finding out where Bonte is going to be near you, you can go to his website, bontesujanta.org, or you can follow him on Facebook, which I believe, Bonte, it's Venerable um, Bonte Sujata, the loving kindness monk, is your handle on Facebook. And if you're interested in finding... And also uh, you can go to Instagram too, Bonte Sujata. (laughs) Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Instagram's great because we get to see quick things and you post your events that are also um, on Instagram as well. And uh, right, if you're interested right. in buying Bonte's book, it's on Amazon. It's called Sitting on the Toolbox, Buddha's Wisdom for a Joyful Life. Um, and then also if you're f- interested in finding out more about meditation and um, centers around near you, you can visit bluelotustemple.org. Uh, Bonte, it was such a pleasure talking with you this morning. I'm so grateful you, for your you, time. Thank you, thank you, Thank you, Susan. You know, I'm so happy to talking with you. And thank you so much helping me, you know, the many years with your friendship. You helped me so much for the, my project at Mola to the World. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you, too. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today and Bhante Sujatha today on Zenup. I hope you have a beautiful day. <laughs> 